Welcome to the Equine Connection Podcast, where health, nutrition, and love for the horse come together. This podcast is brought to you by Tribute Superior Equine Nutrition. I'm Dr. Chris Mortensen. And I'm Dr. Nicole Rambo. Welcome back, Nicole. How are you? I am doing well, Chris. How are you? Doing good. Spring? Spring's in the air. It's been in the air for a few weeks, but why we release this episode, it's, it's, it's around the country. Grass is, is greening up, right? So what's it looking like for you in Ohio? Indeed, I am actually partway through the process we are talking about today, introducing horses to spring pasture. Things are green and lush and gorgeous. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it, it is a very important topic. Uh, obviously, we've been talking about this for, for the last couple of weeks. And I guess just to start off, you know, I when, it, when, it, when I think about, okay, how do we present this to the listeners? And, and I always like to talk about the danger first, just so people's ears perk up like, oh, okay, I better listen to this because this is such a big, important topic. So I guess my first question for you is, is why should owners really exercise caution, allowing their horses to go out and graze on these, these spring pastures? Yeah, there is, it seems like there's nothing more natural in the world than horses out grazing grass, especially when it's it's gorgeous and lush and all those things in the spring. The days are warm. Horses are happy. However, there's kind of two levels of danger. One, in the spring, um, you know, we tend to have these warm days where it's sunny. In that situation, the grass is accumulating sugar through photosynthesis. And what it's meant to do is use that sugar up over the nighttime hours to grow. But when you have these cold nights, so below about 40 degrees, the grass doesn't grow. It stays dormant overnight, meaning the sugar can accumulate. So if you have a horse that is sensitive to sugar and starch, insulin resistant, PSSM type 1, these can be very dangerous times to turn them out on grass. And we've done tons of podcasts on those. But that is that is the concern specifically, you know, spring grass laminitis or founder for those horses who are sensitive to NSC. But we have this whole group of horses who, you know, that extra sugar in their diet won't impact them the same way, you know, a horse with equine metabolic syndrome would. But it's just such a change from what they've been eating over the winter, which is hay, that we know horses' digestive systems thrive on consistency. And if you just toss them out there on that lush grass, it's just such a shock to their system. It's so different that we risk colic because those microbes that live in the hindgut are just upset by that massive change. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And, I, and before we got recording, I know I mentioned a story when, when I was down in South Carolina uh, at Clemson where a mare was accidentally left on, on lush grass and she, she colicked and died on the way to the vet school. I, it, it sticks with me early in my career. So ever since then, obviously, I mean, I knew about this, but when you see it in real life, you're like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, this this is really... Uh, dangerous. So I guess my next question is, is just looking at, you know, obviously the United States or up into Canada, what's going to impact the, the spring pasture growth or its lushness? Good question. So part of this, you think about like, what is the type of grass? So while a horse certainly could experience issues, if you turn them out on the warm season grasses that are common in the, the Southern parts of the country, it's just by nature, not as lush of a grass. So it doesn't have the same impact where we really tend to see it is in parts of the country where we do get cold enough that the grass goes completely dormant. And these are generally cool season grasses that are planted orchard grass, fescue, timothy, um, a number of different varieties. So those cool season grasses that go dormant over the winter, and then they're incredibly productive 
in the medium temperature. So in the spring, when we warm up, they grow like crazy. Then as it gets really hot in the summer, they're not as productive. And then we can see the same flush that happens again in the fall. So it's a combination of things. The amount of rainfall, uh, the weather conditions, even your soil fertility and things like that impact it. But largely we're talking about horses who are in an area where the grass has been dormant. They've been off grass and on hay for the winter. And then it all of a sudden greens up really quickly during the spring temperature changes. Right. And I guess my lead that leads me into my next one. You, and you talked about that the colic or uh, bloat. Is bloat a problem? Well, it, we don't call it bloat the way we would in cattle, but it'd yeah. be a similar idea. You have a bunch of gas production that happens in the hindgut of the horse because the fermentation just changes so rapidly due to that excess soluble carbohydrates coming from your very digestible pasture grass. Yeah, yeah. And the ga- gas colic, right? That's what we call gas mm-hmm. colic and get some twists and turns in there. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, but is is there any other concern, you know, before we talk about strategies on how to you know, manage your horses on spring grasses, uh, but from a nutritional standpoint, you know, going from, you know, decent, high quality hay through the winter, uh, throwing them out on these lush pastures, are, are you worried about any nutrient imbalances or maybe too much energy, too much sugar, starch, you know, these horses that aren't metabolic, I'm thinking of obesity. Is that a problem? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it, again, it all depends on your hay quality, your pasture quality, but talking big averages, generally your spring pasture is more calorie dense and the horses eat so much of it because it's so good Mm -hmm. that a lot of times they are consuming more calories than even if they were offered free choice hay and and certainly more than if you're in a limit hay feeding situation. So you definitely want to keep an eye on their body condition. And I wouldn't recommend like immediately making changes to the concentrate portion of your diet as you're adapting to grass, but as you see changes in their body condition, we might start backing off the concentrate. And if you get below the minimum recommended feeding rate, you'd want to add or switch to a ration balancer. So yeah, big picture, we're still thinking about balancing calories. Those calories come from your hay, your pasture. Some of them may come from your concentrate. And then those nutrients, amino acids, trace minerals, vitamins, we do have to make sure we're adding those in regardless of whether we're feeding all hay all grass, some combination of the two. So yeah, this is a time that you should be carefully evaluating things on a week-by-week basis and then adjusting as you need to, making all of those adjustments slowly. The big thing here is we just don't want to make fast changes. Yeah, yeah, and that's what happened to that mare. I mean, it's just it just rapid, you know, rapid from from going from hay to, to very green lush pasture is very dangerous for them. So that leads to really the the, the point of this podcast and this is that's all the buildup. What's the best strategy to introduce them to these lush pastures? Ah, gradually. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, and that's the hardest thing to do, right? It it requires a lot of extra management. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not as bad when you first start, right? Like, so we'll generally start 15, 20 minutes on the first day, add 15 to 30 minutes per day thereafter, spend about two weeks getting up to four hours a day. And that's easy when it's 15, 30 minutes. It requires some shifting of your schedule when you're trying to add those two, three, four hours. But essentially what we're doing here is we're creating a gradual change. So just like we would create a gradual change to allow the horse's digestive system to adapt if we were changing from 
senior sport to calm and easy, changing your grain, you also want to create that when changing forage. And that's particularly important when you're going from something less digestible to something more digestible. And your fresh, lush grass in the spring is super, super digestible. The other component to that is that it has tons of water in it. So oftentimes, you know, you'll see some loose stools and things like that just because the horse is consuming so much more moisture as a function of just eating grass instead of hay. So, you know, the way that I like to do it is to start with 15 minutes on the first day and then add 15 to 30 minutes per day and spend two weeks getting up to that four hours of grazing per day. And four hours is kind of your cutoff for once they've been adapted to four hours. Generally, at that point, the microbes have been able to switch over to where they're ready to consume grass. Now, that's just a rough schedule, and you'll want to monitor horses throughout this process. So part of it's going to depend on how lush your pasture is, how sensitive the individual horse is. But I might plan to spend two weeks on this process, and I might get halfway through and find you know, my horse's stools are really loose, or maybe they've been real gassy, and I'll extend the time I take in that situation for it to be a little bit longer. So, you know, the two weeks is kind of a minimum amount of time to make this change, and you're going to want to tailor that a little bit depending on your situation. Now, thinking about that, and, and you opened up earlier because uh, this popped up while, while you were talking about that, and I'm like, yes, you know, very slow. But like you said in the beginning, the these grasses store sugar starch with the sun, right? Sun's on them late afternoon, and then overnight they grow and they use up that sugar starch. So I guess two-point question for you is, is, is there a best time to allow them? So you wouldn't want to let them graze late afternoon, or if a freeze happens and then all that sugar starch is still stored. So again, it, 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 just to remind the listeners, there's always an article that accompanies these uh, podcasts. So if you're if you if you're like either furiously writing down things, don't worry about it. You have it in written form because there's certain times and stuff. But at what temperature, I guess, would you say I wouldn't let horses graze in the morning because it probably did not use up that sugar starch overnight? Ah, okay, perfect questions. Two parts for pasture health. When we're talking about our mm -hmm. cool season grasses, you don't want to begin your grazing period until it's above six inches tall. So you actually need quite a bit of grass there in terms of maintaining the productivity or pasture. So when I like to evaluate what I have going on, first I'm looking at, is there enough grass there that the grass will stay healthy if I start grazing? Because just because it's green, if it's only two inches tall, I turn them out. I'm going to have no grass come July. Mm -hmm. So that's step one. And then step two is you're going to want to start this process when it's staying consistently above 40 degrees at night, going back to your question about that grass accumulating sugar. Now, in terms of how concerned am I about turning out in the morning versus the evening, if we're above 40 degrees, as concerned, right? Because that's the natural process. If the horse is not sensitive to sugars, the amount that it accumulates during a normal day shouldn't be a huge issue. The problems tend to come when we have those cold nights and it just keeps accumulating sugar day after day. And I would argue if the horse is that sensitive, it probably shouldn't be turned out in the spring regardless. Um, certainly it should be wearing a grazing muscle, but even that may not mm. be appropriate. So kind of your twofold, is my pasture robust enough to handle grazing? Are we consistently above that 40 degree mark at night? And then 
sometimes the weather's weird, right? So mm-hmm. maybe I'm a week into adapting my horses and we just have one super cold night. <laughs> no big deal. Skip a day mm-hmm. and then repeat the day after what you were going to do. So you have to be a little bit flexible here. But you're going to look at the temperature forecast and say, all right, it looks like we're pretty clear. But just, you know, if it does have a freak freeze halfway through, no big deal. Keep them on the dry lot that day and then repeat the day after. No, that, that's all. Yeah. Great advice, Nicole. Now, I do want to remind the listeners, we did do a, a podcast on metabolic horses on pasture. So I definitely will link it in the article and try to link it in the show notes. I'd remember to do that. So that led me to my next question, though, because you mentioned it. Should you use grazing muzzles or is it is it needed if you're doing the 15 minute and keep 15 to 30 minute and, and following your advice? Do you really need a grazing muzzle? I'd say it depends on the horse. So if they're a horse who is not metabolic, but is a very easy keeper or maybe already borderline obese, then, yeah, you're going to want that grazing muzzle just mm-hmm. to control their calories. If it's an otherwise healthy you know, normal body condition, so four to six, not overweight, doesn't have a history of metabolic issues, then a a grazing muzzle probably isn't needed. Um, So, you know, it really depends on the individual. Again, we're going to monitor that based on body condition largely. For horses who are borderline and, you know, you have a concern of insulin resistance, I I certainly would use a grazing muzzle. And my recommendation is I wouldn't have them on spring pasture, even in a grazing muzzle, maybe be appropriate in, you know, for some periods in the summer while the pasture is less productive, while you're not having the risk of those cold nights, then maybe you can make that choice. Um, But the spring, it's just, it's a big gamble, even in a grazing muzzle. And I mean, maybe that's just because I have critters who are really good at getting the grazing muzzle off. (laughs) It's that is always a risk. Yeah, uh, you've always talked about that and the the pros and the cons of it and uh, everything that goes with that. So, yeah, good advice. Now, this one, and I just wrote this down. This is probably a whole nother podcast, which is great, uh, but it it brought this topic up. Is this a time where owners may want to reevaluate what concentrate they're feeding? Because if if I'm on these pastures that are productive for, you know, a, a few months, and if I switch my feed going into winter, is this a time where, where maybe I want to go, okay, maybe I need to, to, to look at what I'm feeding because I, I don't want them to put on too much weight? Absolutely. But as I mentioned earlier, I wouldn't just go cut the calories like today. If I'm going to start turning them out tomorrow, just make it a gradual process. And I mean, one thing we haven't mentioned, we're introducing spring pasture with the expectation that they haven't been on pasture. They've been in some sort of dry lot situation on hay. The other option is that your horse adapts with the pasture. They're turned out all the time. And a lot of times you'll see this changing energy requirement happen there. In that case, like the grass starts to come up, they start nibbling on it. They adapt as the pasture comes in. Not appropriate for your metabolic horse because you're still going to have those cold nights. The otherwise healthy horse, you're probably not running too much of a risk. But yes, as you see changes in body condition, you are going to make those changes And again, if, for example, you're feeding senior sport and over the winter you were feeding six pounds of senior sport per day to the thousand pound horse, you'd slowly start backing that off as body condition changes. If we get to four pounds and have to go below that, we'd incorporate that ration balancer like Essential K. But I wouldn't switch to a ration balancer day one with the expectation of gained weight because you also have to keep in mind 
for many horses, not all. This is also a time where we're increasing their energy expenditure. The weather's nice. We're out riding. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty careful balancing act. But I think everyone should be aware that, yes, there's, this is a time of year that the changes can be pretty massive. But none of this should be set in stone any time of year. We should be evaluating based on the situation and adjusting as needed all the time. Yeah, no, that's it's really good advice. It really is. It- and, and, and I love the themes, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast uh, for the last few years, you know, the advice is, has, has stayed constant, consistent, very consistent in, in your recommendations. And so all the different podcasts we've done, yeah, it just all makes sense. It, it really does. So uh, any final tips for the listeners? Ah, final tips. You know what? Close your eyes the first day you turn them out because they're going <laughs> to run around like crazies. Yeah. Just don't even look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But no, this this is a very exciting time of year and the horse is always really happy to go out on grass. Just make sure you set that timer, make that change gradually, and it'll reduce risk as much as possible during these major changes in horse's diet. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Rambo. And just for our listeners, please keep those comments coming on social media, Facebook, Instagram. If there's any topic you want us to cover, please, please, please just go in there and post or you can send us an email at the contact us link in the show notes because every month we sit down and and think about what you the listeners uh, are asking for so and we take that into consideration and they turn into podcasts so please keep those coming Uh, don't forget to visit the website at tributeequinenutrition.com and uh, take care and have a wonderful day thanks so much